Hey, good evening, everyone. Um, so I'm going to try to do more regular broadcasts. Here's an attempt at something like a daily broadcast. It would be a daily answering of questions, I think. Let me know if the sound is no good. If you can't hear me, I'm trying this little mic here. And maybe it's better sound, I don't know. I can see comments, so feel free to comment. But when listening to the Dhamma, one thing to keep in mind is it's not about chatting, you know. Chatting, the comment section shouldn't be seen as a sort of, hey, let's chat while he's giving the talk. This isn't um, just because it's the internet doesn't mean we should act internetish. So th these videos are probably, for now at least, going to be answering questions. So we've got all these questions on our meditations, and I'm not going to be answering questions in the comments. Um, so please don't post comments there or questions there. Um, but another thing is that last night I, I talked about the idea of having a sort of a live question where people could call me and I asked what could go wrong and sure enough in the middle of the night some people saw the video and said, oh I think I'll, I'll uh, call him. <laughs> and so I had people calling me on Hangouts in the middle of the night which I didn't quite expect, but probably should have. So I think we'll go back to the drawing board on that one. But tonight's question is about avoidance. The question was about avoiding uh, a friend who had betrayed the person, and their feeling was that they weren't strong enough to, to deal with the person, to avoid getting upset. No. And as a result, they wonder whether it's better to avoid this person while they become stronger, they're a new meditator. Um, so I mean, it's a good general question. What about avoidance? And I've talked about this before. It comes in the Sabhasava Sutta. Uh, there's, there's a short but useful guideline there. Um, it's called Parivajana. The, the defilements or the taints that you get rid of, the purification or the, the purity of mind that comes about from avoiding things. Because if you didn't avoid them, uh, unwholesome states would arise. So, uh, three. let's put this in three parts. There what the Sabhasava Sutta uh, advises you to avoid. So there's a, there's a, there's a avoiding on principle, let's call that. And the avoiding on principle, in this case I would say, relates to the fact that the person is evil. Right? Is of evil intentions. You know this person betrays other people. They're the sort of person who is not to be trusted. And it's not really a condemnation of the person, but it's an awareness and an understanding. Um, and, and that might change, but, you know, even, even with an apology, 
you forget you forgive but I think forgiving and forgetting is not should not always be the same right a person people have we do things based on habits so if a person has betrayed you I think you're within your rights and and it's it's generally a good thing to do to be wary of that person don't take their counsel or take their counsel with a grain of salt don't seek them out um, and and as far as um, associating with them be wary and consider that being in their presence has the potential for getting caught up in their unwholesomeness and so on principle avoiding people who you know to, to, the, to the degree that you uh, are reasonable in understanding that they're, they've got bad intentions uh, but that says nothing yet about your um, reactions to them and so the idea here is that uh, a person's evilness or, or level of, of evil potential let's say um, is a source of, of fairly strong and, and, and understandable reaction so it's of all things it's much more likely to give rise to unwholesomeness it's on a level different from the unwholesomeness that comes from an objective experience. Let's say stubbing your toe on a rock, for example. Or feeling cold, feeling hot, and hearing a sound, seeing a, 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 an image or, or an object, and so on. So the fir this first avoidance definitely avoid evil people it doesn't mean you run away from them or you you see them and you get all, all freaked out or anything it means you have a rational understanding that uh, it, that, that you, you you sort of incorporate into this this rational sense of what's right to do right because a lot of the questions I get and a lot of the questions we have are what's the right thing to do in a certain situation and and there's no easy answer to that. There are a lot of factors that uh, come into play, but and the, the the main point is don't let your emotions get in, involved, right? It shouldn't just be I don't like this. I'm going to leave. Not not on this level. There's a level on which we do things just because they're right to do, or we don't do things just because they're wrong to do. Now, that's the first level. So the second level where we avoid things that we can't handle and you know th this is already covered under the first one in this case but it's worth pointing out the difference here right there are qualities about a person that lead us to uh, unwholesomeness and so in this example a person who's betrayed you, just being in their presence might freak you out or make you upset and make you remember all the bad things that they did to you. That's not necessarily a reason to avoid, a reason to do anything, right? To say, well, this is not good, I shouldn't be in their presence because I get upset just seeing them, right? Because that's in the realm of experience. Uh, the same sort of thing can can arise from being around someone who's not doing anything unwholesome, but whose behavior or, or appearance or so on gives rise to unwholesomeness in you. 
So it could be because they're eating too loud, right? I make a clicking noise in my jaw when I eat sometimes, and my father has called me out on it. He gets upset about it. Uh, maybe kids playing or something, or a person's voice is shrill. Maybe you don't like the way I talk, right? Or you don't like the, the fact that I'm a white man, white person teaching Buddhism or so. So many things that we give rise to. Right? It's cold out here and I'm shaking. Maybe you don't like the fact that I'm shaking. Maybe I don't like the fact that my hand is shaking here. This phone is shaking because of how cold it is. But that's just a feeling. That's just the body. Maybe you don't like it. Uh, so where does that become something that you should say, well, I can't handle this, and I admit that this is my failing, but, uh, but I shouldn't handle it. And that's really the crux of the question as it was asked. And I, I think I don't have a, a perfect, um, you know, I don't have a, a, a well-based answer here, but, but a guideline in the sort of ballpark area, I would say, is where it leads to to a change in your actions. So suppose this person has betrayed me and I hear them talking to other people, maybe just talking, or I just see them sitting there and it makes me want to do something or at least scowl at them. Uh, and maybe when I, when I talk to them, I just, I know I'm going to say mean things or, 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 or angry things. If it leads you to do unwholesomeness, I think, um, Definitely there's a line that's crossed there and where you should say, mm, that's, that's where I should, in that case, I should just avoid the situation. I mean, that's where, when you're in an argument with someone, I think, um, well, many people say this, but I think in Buddhism it, it applies that if you're angry with someone, if you just are ang get angry when you're in a conversation with someone, you should walk away. You should end the conversation, say, I'm sorry, I have to go and take time to, to deal with the anger. Not, not then to go in your room and, and, and fume about how awful that person is, but to go into your room and, and consider how, how awful you are, right? How, how, how wrong states have arisen in you, how the anger has arisen in you, and, that, and, and deal with that. Not beating yourself up over it, but deal with it. Right? Because you can't effectively deal with it if you're getting, if you're expressing uh, if you're, if you're committing unwholesome speech or, or, th or, or, or acts. But I think for the most part, um, we, should be, we should be willing to engage with our unwholesome mind states. So someone, this person who's betrayed you, you you're, you're in, their, in their presence and it freaks you out, it makes you scared worried, anxious, or angry, sad, any number of things. All of those things are interesting and, and useful and, and potentially productive in terms of helping us understand them and, 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 and become stronger than them so that they don't hurt us in the future. And so where we shouldn't avoid, I think, not all the time, but, but we should be open to where, it, where we, we're confident that it's just going to be a mental state. I'm just going to be miserable around this person, right? I'm not going to say anything or I don't have to communicate with them, but I'm, I'm miserable and I'm unhappy. Because that's interesting. You know, that's something that we can learn about, that we can study, that we can overcome and we can become free from. 
and you could you know some people might even say it's a good thing to to to, to you know that's a good opportunity i think there's room for that i don't mean you should go out of your way to find things that make you upset but uh, so i wouldn't go that far but certainly when you're when when as a natural part of your day there's no other reason to not be there that you're put in a situation where you have to be in proximity to such a person or, or any anything like that any situation the clicking the person eating that's their jaw is clicking or the kids playing or the loud noises or even loud music if you have no other reason not to be there then that shouldn't usually be a reason i mean it's certainly an environment in which you can and should meditate you can and should study your reactions your likes and your dislikes i mean it would be the same if it was someone who you're attracted to should i avoid people who are who are you know beautiful or who are sexually attractive or uh, physically attractive right should i avoid uh, going going near delicious food because i might eat too much well i mean there's the point if it's something that would cause you to do something uh, then i think there's there's an important point where you say i'll just avoid that because i know i'll do bad things or say bad things if you but but if it's just going to make you really really um, crave or if it's just going to make you really really upset then those are things that generally you can deal with now so if it's extreme and if you feel like it's extreme then by all means um, if you want my advice retreat step back absolutely but you don't have to and a big part of our practice is learning that we don't have to that people talk about panic attacks and anxiety is not something you have to run away from a panic attack is just a name for panic that snowballs and mindfulness unwinds that it goes in the opposite direction so you can apply it when you're panicking and i think that's about all i have to say about that that's the answer so there's there's what you avoid on principle there's what you avoid because it crosses a line um where it's too much to deal with and you're either going to do or say something bad or you just feel like it's too much and then there's what you can deal with just because it brings up unwholesomeness in your mind doesn't mean it's a bad uh, situation one that you can't meditate in because unwholesomeness is to some extent something you can meditate on learn about and overcome and change to the point that you're in the situation without the unwholesomeness arising So there you go. There's the Dhamma for tonight. Again, I'm not answering questions in the comments. I see all your questions. And as I said in the beginning, this is not about chatting. You're supposed to be listening. You're supposed to be sitting there quietly listening to the Dhamma. So, so keep that in mind. Maybe you, maybe you think, ah, this monk doesn't know what he's talking about. That's fine. But I think the best answer there would be just to not come and listen. But if you if you think this monk or this teacher has something to listen to, best is to to not uh, not talk too much. <laughs> Peace, everyone. Have a good night. I don't know. I I, I no promises that it's going to be every night or when it's going to be. Uh, I'd like to do a little earlier. I can do it in daylight outside. But also European people can have a chance to. To, to get involved. Although this is all on YouTube, this is going to be updated, so everyone will get to see it.